to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, as Nathan said, it's so good to be together. And I want to start just by saying I want to welcome everybody, if you're new in this service, but also uh, we are in our Derby location, our Sheffield location. We're also in our group in London who will be tuning into this service. And also we have an online community that watch every week. So if you're watching today in any other location or we want to welcome people who are watching online or or anyone that's new to Icon Church. I lost my words. I'm still in holiday mode. Come on, let's welcome everyone. This morning, just stay standing for a second because I want to pray. We're in this season and where we're doing this series called This Is Us, Dreamers, Builders, Pioneers. It was our theme for Vision Sunday this year, back in the beginning of the year. And uh, I believe that we're doing this series and I'm doing the final part this morning because we want to be confident in who God has called us to be. You know, you can live your life uh, based on what somebody else is doing or you can live your life by the calling that God has for you. And I'm excited because I believe there's things that God wants us to do. And that's why we do our conference. And that's why we do everything we're doing. We have guest speakers coming in. And I believe that this could be a gateway for us into a new season. We talked a few weeks ago about dreaming differently. God wants us to dream again and dream differently, maybe in our lives. Maybe it's time for some people here to dream new dreams and to dream different dreams. We talked a couple of weeks ago about a new rhythm of building, of building our lives, a new rhythm of just building. That actually you can't build with a one-day mentality. You can only build with an everyday mentality. And just having a rhythm of building in our lives. And God wants to set that within us. And in a moment, I'm going to talk about pioneers because I believe that this is a door that we can step through to pioneer and to take more new ground to see God do something. So Lord, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, come and breathe upon us. Put your word in our heart, inspire us, lift us, lift our eyes to see what you have for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen, Amen. Amen. Come on, take our seats. Wonderful. Ah. Esto es para todos. I've been in Spain and I've told them in Spain I'm going to speak in Spain, Spanish, preach in Spanish by the end of 2021. And I preached last Sunday in, in Spain and that was the, the phrase that I'd learnt. Esto es para todos. This is for everyone. This is for everyone. I believe today that God has something for each and every one of us to say to us. We're talking about the spirit of a pioneer. Dreamers, builders, pioneers, the spirit of a pioneer. A pioneer is the first, the first in an area of enterprise or endeavor, the first person who goes into a new enterprise or endeavor. A pioneer is the first to enter a region and open it up for occupation by others. I love that definition, the first to enter a region, but not just to the first so that they can say, I was the first, but then they open it up. For others, occupation by others. I wonder, could we be pioneers as a church that go first somewhere that actually benefits many others that come after us? A pioneer is the first to break a barrier, to bust through a ceiling, to, to, to push through a limit that has been said before. 
And I believe our God is a great pioneer, breaking through barriers, limits, opposition, ceilings, whatever. Our God is constantly a pioneer. Roger Bannister, many years ago, was the first person to break the four-minute mile barrier. But within 12 months, a barrier that was thought impossible, a barrier that scientists have said, this will never be done. The human body is incapable to move at the speed to run faster than four minutes for a mile. Within one year, 200 times that barrier had been broken, sometimes by him, sometimes by others, in 200 years. Neil Armstrong, when he walked on the moon, he had a piece of the wing of the Wright brothers' plane. You know, the Wright brothers who uh, you know, had this vision of, of breaking human barriers and being able to fly. He had a piece of the plane in his pocket as he stepped onto the moon. And when he said, one small step for man, one huge giant leap for mankind, he was remembering he was standing on somebody's shoulders who had broke the barrier. You know, that first flight by the Wright brothers was 12 seconds. You can't get very far in 12 seconds, can you? You probably can get to like from the one end of this building to the other end of this building in 12 seconds. But they pioneered something. They broke a barrier. A pioneer stretches boundaries and lifts horizons. And I never want us to lose the sense of being pioneers. You know, this church is a pioneered church. Somebody started it. In fact, Jeannie and I started it 32 years ago. And we've continued to pioneer through the years, start many things, try many things. We're pioneering in Derby. We've got a location in Derby that didn't exist 32 years ago. We've got a location in Sheffield that didn't exist 32 years ago. We've got an extension service in Sutton. We've just launched a hub in London. I never want us to lose the sense of pioneering, of breaking new ground. Just like that song we sang here this morning says... I never want us to lose that sense. And I don't want us to lose that sense as individuals that that's what God has called us to because that's what God is. He's a pioneer. And we can pioneer things in our families, in our relationships. My grandmother was the first person in our family to become a Christian. And she pioneered a legacy that now carries on both to, to, to me, to my children, and hopefully to my children's children. As we move forward, you can pioneer something within a family. You can pioneer something in relationships. We can find a purpose and we can pioneer new days. There's all kinds of fields where pioneering language is used. There's fields of technology, fields of invention, science, pioneering science. I'm, I'm, I'm believing, we've got some scientists in our church, I'm believing they might pioneer some stuff and find some breakthroughs in some areas. That's what they're involved in. That's what they're researching and looking for. There's pioneers in the area of surgery. And we're so thankful to God for that, that people have discovered ways of keeping us alive and treating us and fixing us. There's pioneers of exploration. 1492, Christopher Columbus was actually looking for Asia. And he stumbled into the Americas. Nobody knew it existed, but he was an explorer. He was pioneering, exploring new worlds and new places and new routes for trade. And he stumbled into more than he bargained for. 32 years ago, we pioneered this church, Icon Church, just three people, myself, Jeannie and Nathan. And we wanted a church for all people. We wanted a church that was relevant and relatable for people. You know, the Bible is full of pioneers. In the Old Testament, you've got Abraham, who was looking for a city 
God calls him from one place and says, I want you to go. I'm not going to tell you where to go, but I want you to go and I want you to look for a city that God will build. Noah was a pioneer. The first person to think that we could float on water was Noah. Moses was a pioneer. A person who, inspired by God, believed that he could see God's people set free from slavery. And we're still pioneering today in the area of seeing people released from slavery. Thanks to Moses. David was a pioneer. Solomon was a pioneer. And they were all pioneers because God is the ultimate pioneer. God is the person who pioneered the whole universe and started the whole universe. He pioneered a relationship with humans. And he pioneered by sending his own son into the world to have that relationship with us, to fix that brokenness of sin and separation. God is the ultimate pioneer. The New Testament as well is full of pioneers. Paul, the apostle, planted many churches, pioneered in many places. Barnabas, Peter, James, John, Silas, Timothy, Philip. Philip who went to Samaritan and preached the gospel. Epaphras and many more. The Bible is a story about pioneering. Heaven and earth being separated. God and man being separated by sin. But God determining not to leave it that way, but to pioneer it away back. This is for everyone. I want to read Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, which was one of the verses that we used strongly within our Vision Sunday at the beginning of the year. And it says this, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. This is Jesus speaking after the resurrection. He's talking to the disciples. And he's going to talk to the disciples about them becoming pioneers. Not them just receiving, but them actually going out and being pioneers. And he says this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. That's where they lived. And in all Judea, that was the region in which they lived. The county, if you like, or the area, if you like. It's a little bit like us saying in the Midlands, you will be, you will be witnesses in Chesterfield and in the Midlands, or you will be witnesses in Derby and in the Midlands. You will be witnesses in Sheffield. I don't know if you're the Midlands or the North, but Jerusalem, Judea. But then he says Samaria. Jews don't have any dealings with Samaritans. And then he says, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus speaks to the disciples and says, you're going to be pioneers when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And by the time we get to Acts chapter 10, that's Acts chapter 1. By the time we get to Acts chapter 10, the gospel has been in Jerusalem, in Judea. Philip has spoken to the people of Samaria and had a revival in Samaria. And then Peter speaks to a Roman centurion called Cornelius. And by Acts chapter 10, the seed is sown for the gospel, the good news about Jesus, to go everywhere to the ends of the earth. It was going to be 20 years, actually, from this moment when Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you until the church really gets the message and decides this can go everywhere and this is for everyone. Until they really know, esto es para todos, this is for everyone. But actually, at that 20-year point, the church just began to explode as the gospel goes to the ends of the earth. So here's a few questions. What does pioneering look like for us today? I I think most churches are settled. But what does pioneering look like today? I think most Christians live settled. And I'm not talking about living frantic lives and worried lives. I'm talking about being pioneers. 
and moving forward. Is pioneering for everyone or is it just for a few? I believe it's for everyone. That's why I'm using that Spanish phrase that I'm very familiar with now. Esto es para todos. This is for everyone. Pioneering. I believe when God decided to pioneer what's now called as Icon Church in Chesterfield, Derby, Sheffield, God saw you. And God didn't just call Jeannie and myself to do something, and, but he saw you. <coughs> and he saw you pioneering in your family, in your life, in your workplace. When God decided, I'm going to pioneer something in those locations, he saw you and me. What could we pioneer together? Imagine, what could we do that might be the first enterprise or the first endeavor? What could we do that might be the first for, to open up an area that others would follow? Maybe we could pioneer something. In the, you can pioneer something in the area of your family. You could pioneer something in the area of freedom in your own life, but in, in your world. Maybe there's stuff in your family that's been actually locked up that actually you could set free. Maybe you and I, we could be the first to break some barriers, to break some ideas, some concepts, some mindsets. We could be the first to stretch the limits and believe for new horizons. My passion is that we will be a pioneer in church, but we'll only be a pioneer in church if we're a pioneer in people. And that's why I want to speak about this today, a spirit of a pioneer. And I want to look at a story where Jesus is pioneering. It seems that Jesus might be pioneering by accident here, but I've got an inkling that he's not. I've got an inkling that he sensed God was up to something. And it's a story in Mark chapter 5, and it comes after Mark chapter 4. That usually happens, chapter 5 comes after chapter 4. But what happens in chapter 4 is that Jesus says to the disciples, let's go to the other side. They think that Jesus is saying, let's go, you know, home, let's, 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 we've, you know, we've been preaching, we've been teaching, let's go home, let's go to the other side. And they get into a boat, and Jesus is tired, and Jesus falls asleep, and there's a storm. And in this storm, the disciples wake Jesus up and say, Don't you con- aren't you concerned about us? Don't you think we're, we're going to die in this storm? And Jesus calms the wind, and he calms the waves, and eventually they get to the other side. But the other side is not the other side that they were thinking of. Here's the story, Mark chapter 5, verses 1 to 8. And it's not the other side they were thinking of, because God has to blow them into a place they would never go. And he blows them into a place that they would never go, so that they can pioneer something they would have never pioneered. They went across the lake, verse 1 says, to the region of the Gerasenes. The New International Version Bible that I'm reading from is actually translating that word correctly. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, even with a chain. For he had often been chained both hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and he broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you impure spirit. 
I want to just share four thoughts about, from this story about pioneering and having this pioneer spirit. And here's the first. A pioneer inhabits territory previously thought uninhabitable. A pioneer inhabits territory previously thought uninhabitable. Whether it's getting a plane off the ground, whether it's preaching the gospel to a people group who would, you would have never gone to. We've all got limits that have been set in our lives. Society has set limits. Our history has set limits. Our family, maybe our education has set limits in our lives. I wonder what limits have been set in your life. I wonder what limits have been set in my life. But a pioneer reinvents the parameters of the possible. There's limits that we've accepted, that we've come to think these are the norms. But you know, the pioneer in spirit says, no, let's have a new normal. Let's conquer these limits. I think that about church. People, people write about church and they think they've worked church out. They think they've worked church out, that it's, that it's declining and that it's boring and that it's irrelevant and that it's cold. But I, I love the fact that we can reinvent the parameters of what church is. They think that church is for a few people who are weak and need it. But we can reinvent church and say, no, church is for strong people. But strong people who know they need help. A pioneer reinvents the parameters of the possible. In many translations, it says that they went to the region of the Gadarenes. And as I said, the New International Version says Gazarenes because the name of the region was initially not about the geography. It was about the people. It was about the people group that lived there. And the people group that lived there means this. Those who come from pilgrimage or flight. In other words, the people living there were aliens. Not from space, but from other places. And they'd fleed other places, maybe because of famine, maybe because of war, maybe because they'd been driven out, maybe because they were fleeing persecution. Probably not persecution, maybe because they were fleeing judgment. A little bit like Australia, a place full of convicts or something like that. And no one would go there. And part of the fear in the boat is not the storm. It's not just the storm. They don't think it's just the storm that's going to kill them. It's that this wind is blowing them to the region of the Gadarenes. And nobody goes there because they're crazy people. Like the person that Jesus has just set free from an evil spirit. That's how they thought. That's what they thought about these people. No one would go there. But Jesus, the pioneer, reinvents the parameters of the possible. Jesus, the pioneer, says, I can step into a place that no one would go and see the kingdom of God come. I can turn a hostile place into a good place. I can turn an abandoned place into an occupied space for God's kingdom. I can turn an abandoned people and a rejected people and a people who are fleeing for their lives into a people who are accepted by God. That's so important for us to realize because Jesus can do that for us today. That there might be hostile, abandoned places in our worlds, in our lives. And Jesus can pioneer a different way. Jesus is called the pioneer of our faith in the book of Hebrews. And Jesus, the pioneer, goes where no one will go and says, this belongs to God. This is where God should be. And I believe God wants to take the limits of what we think is possible. 
and the normal that people write over our lives, the normal that people write over our families, the normal that people write over our church. Some years ago when we were meeting Sunday mornings in the school, our church began to grow and you know, we wouldn't have got this crowd really easily just in this service and into the school. And so we decided we had to do a second service. And we didn't know whether to do two mornings like we do now uh, or to do a morning and an evening. And we decided to do an evening. And people said, everybody's closing evening services. Nobody could make, can make evening services work. But we did. And the interesting thing is that when everybody else was closing evening services, we were starting evening services and slowly that evening service has grown and it's still a strong service in the life of our church today. But interestingly, we gave courage to other people to start an evening service. There are people who'd stopped their evening service who saw what God did in our lives and actually began evening services again. A pioneer reinvents the parameters of the possible and inhabits this territory in a space that previously was thought uninhabitable. I wonder what uninhabitable spaces that we could get into. The second thing is a pioneer occupies all streets. I love that phrase. It's not original. Um, Other people have used it. In other words, a pioneer reaches the unreachable. The good news of Jesus. Jesus said, this gospel will go into all the world. And the Holy Spirit, just like that wind on that lake, propelled them to a place that they wouldn't go. The Holy Spirit would propel those first disciples to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Having having the spirit of a pioneer means allowing the Holy Spirit to work in every area of our lives. Because the Holy Spirit wants to occupy all streets. All streets, all areas of our lives. And we need to ask the question, is there any area that we've said no to God's kingdom? That we've said the kingdom of God can't reach? And I believe it's so important that we are the first pioneers, the first people who invite the kingdom of God into every area of our lives. And I believe it's so vital because of the times we're living in and the, the, the society we're living in. We, we live in a time in our society where the issues we face uh, are changing. And challenging, where human confidence is dwindling, where anxiety is rising. And I'm not sure that we're addressing the problematic issues in our society, things like mental health, the lack of hope, the loss of resilience, trauma, anxiety, racism. I'm not sure that we're addressing those problems well. I know that there are people who are working within our society and working within institutions and working within in the world to do their best. And there are agencies and individuals that are doing their very best. But I'm not sure that we're addressing these problems well. We see increasing polarization. We call it identity politics, where if you don't agree with me, then we're enemies. What about the failure of government? I'm not going to say too much about it, but I just cannot believe what I'm seeing in government. I'm in Westminster every month, and believe me, it's more unbelievable than we are even seeing on our TV screens. I believe much of this is because as a society, we have rejected the way of Jesus. And we've adopted another way, the way of self, the kingdom of self, above everything else. And I believe we need to occupy all streets. I love the fight that we had youth revival here on on Friday night. I just love that. Because people say young people don't go to church. They do here. Hello. We can rewrite. And my hope is if we can rewrite that story, that that we will 
be the first or among the first, then many others will follow. I love this quote by uh, actually a politician, uh, a Dutch politician and theologian called Abraham Kuyper, who said this, There is not a square inch in the whole domain of human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. When Jesus rose from the dead, he was declared to be the world's true Lord. And if we reject that lordship as a society, what we get is what we see. But if we could accept and respond and submit to the way of Jesus, then our whole world could be completely different. And it starts with you and it starts with me. And that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to occupy all the streets of our lives. It reminds me of the words of Isaiah quoting God, the prophet Isaiah. Who will go for us? Who will speak for us? Who will go for us? It starts with us. The third thing is that a pioneer continues to pioneer, continues pioneering because they believe there is more. Columbus was pioneering trade routes and trying to find uh, new lands and he stumbles in to uh, the Americas and he continued to pioneer after that. He went back and then went back again, continued to pioneer. They thought in those times the world was flat and it was, it was through his adventures and through others like him who kept going that we suddenly realized the world is not flat because a pioneer is not content with what has gone before. Oh, they're thankful, <laughs> thankful, but they know there's more. A pioneer sees previous victories as a platform and sees failed attempts as voyages of discovery. Pioneer is not a settler because things die if you just live on old things. Some people have a memory of God doing something fantastic in their lives 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years. But pioneers believe God's doing something great in their lives today. That's the spirit of a pioneer. And that's the spirit I want in this church here and now. Pioneers are filled with passion, vision, hope and purpose for what God can do. So where have we settled? Where have we settled? And where is God asking us to pioneer again in our life? You know, as a church, we've not figured it all out yet. Not everything we do works. Not everything we do is working. But we won't stop. We won't stop contending. We won't stop pioneering. And that's the spirit that will be in this church. But also, I want that spirit within each and every one of our lives. Don't settle. Keep moving forward. So have you got the spirit of a pioneer or have you settled? Because God wants to tell you today that there is more. And finally, a pioneer sees what others cannot see. Andy Stanley has this definition of vision. He says this, vision is a mental picture of what could be fueled by the conviction that it should be. I love this because a pioneer sees. A pioneer sees. I talked about evening services and I I can remember when everybody says nobody's doing evening services, everybody's shutting evening services down. I I remember thinking, I I had a picture of an evening service that worked. I I remember somebody telling me and saying, you know, this church will never be a large church. Well, that wasn't the picture in my head. Because a pioneer sees. So what can you see? What can you see in your life? What can you see in your family? What can you see... For your children, what can you see for your children's children? What can you see for our church? What can you see? Hebrews 11 and verse 1 says, Faith 
is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. When it says do not see, it means do not see in reality in front of us. But it talks about the confidence of what we see in hope. It's the confidence of what we hope for. So we see it before we see it. What do you see? I'm so glad that today I'm speaking in Derby, in Sheffield. I'm speaking to people who are part of our Sutton um, Extension Service and even to our group in London because we've, we've got to see in every location our church reaching more people. We've got to see in every location incredible numbers of new people coming into the life of church and finding Jesus. We've got to see people's lives being transformed because if we see it, we'll see it. And we should also not just see that, not just in our imagination, not just in our hope, but we should have the conviction is this is what we're contending for because this should be. We still see this, our church, full of all ages, but full of young people because people are saying young people don't do church. They don't do God. But they do here. That's what we see. And we should, we should have the conviction that that's what should be. People finding Jesus. People following Jesus. People leading in their lives like Jesus. And leading in life like Jesus means living the way of Jesus. And I believe if we can live the way of Jesus in our lives and we can live the way of Jesus in our community, it can impact our world and impact our society. So here's how we can apply this three steps step out on God's word Jesus said I will build my church that's why we stepped out to build a church but God has spoken about families he's spoken about life he's spoken about calling and he wants you to see something he wants you to believe something he wants you to see what God sees and he wants you to step out on his word and say no that's what I see that's my life that's my future that's what God is going to do in my family step out on God's word Secondly, build on the message of Jesus. Build from an eternal. I've talked in this series about having an eternal perspective. We're not just here for these few short years of life, but we're actually building for an eternal perspective. And and that's the message of Jesus. And Paul, who we talked a little bit about as a pioneer earlier, said this, that there's no other foundation that can be laid other than Jesus, the one that has been laid, which is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. An eternal perspective. And the last thing is rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will receive power. I talked some weeks ago about, you know, some daily confessions I make over my life. And this is one of them. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on me. It reminds me I can't do it in my strength reminds me I can't do what God has for me in my strength and that's not a position of weakness that's a position of strength because it's a position of strength because we're connecting with the power that created the universe and when we say God fill us with your spirit church we're going to pray in a moment but we're going to worship first and why don't you stand and if you're watching in locations in a moment I'm going to come back and pray for us but first we're going to worship and we're going to declare and I want you to declare it with faith and I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to seal His Word in your hearts we are dreamers we are builders and we are pioneers and we will be the first the first to open some things up the first to endeavour and try some things that have never been tried before 
And you might be the first person in your family. You might be the first person in your workplace. You might be the first person in your community to see something happen that has never happened before. We're dreamers, we're builders, we're pioneers. Come on, let's worship together and let's honour our God. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.